to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. shot look at that we're coming we're coming DC you got the kiddos I love it that's America that's America that's America right there baby look at that amazing amazing I'm from Boise Idaho Where'd you start on this journey? Amarillo. Okay. And uh, I have just been absolutely overwhelmed with the turnout that every single state, every single overpass, but maybe one or two, people waving flags, people supporting us, um, and, and supporting the whole convoy. And the convoy is huge. And they're supporting the cars, the trucks, everything. And uh, wow. I'm. I'm honored to be a part of this. What got you into it? I think I think I, I've just kind of felt like um, things weren't adding up, things weren't right. And our government wasn't listening to us. Um, our, our leaders were making decisions that I thought were um, not constitutional. And it's time that uh, the people uh, like Brian says, they work for us, and it's not the other way around. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming out and supporting us. Because like I tell everybody else, if it weren't for the people coming out here and supporting us, we'd be a limp noodle going down the highway. But the people give us the teeth. Wow. What a great and wonderfully powerful, patriotic an American sight to see. What a patriotic and an American sight to see those truckers out there, the people in vehicle, just regular cars, children, moms, dads, grandpas, uncles, aunts, white, black, Sikh, doesn't matter, Muslim, Christian, 
that convoy is about a hundred miles long and has got has is going to have over ten thousand if it doesn't already have ten thousand nationwide. You have some of the convoy that's already reached DC, and the majority of the convoy will be uh will be arriving in DC tomorrow. And then for a big rally, I believe on Saturday. We do have Ben Berkwam uh, with the convoy, and we're going to bring him on tonight, uh, hopefully as they get ready to stop in Ohio. And uh, it's not just the truckers, guys. It's nurses. It's doctors. It's pilots. I haven't seen many bikers yet. It isn't really that time of year to ride, but those bikers are definitely strong, and I have a feeling that a little cold weather isn't going to stop them in the end. Um, My question is, with all of these mandates rolling back i understand the federal mandate or the federal emergency uh is still in place because it was extended for a year but where are we willing to go with this you know i understand that they're that they're protesting majority of just to get rid of that get rid of the of the the covid everything like it never existed get rid of it and that's a pretty high demand and, and i agree with all of it i think it should be a little bit more I think it should be more. I think it should be the 2020 election. I think it should be the southern border. I think it should be the energy uh, uh, dependence instead of independence that we were when Donald Trump. I think it should be everything. I, I think it should be every crisis. Maybe that's what it will turn into. Maybe that's maybe they will force our hand. Who knows? What I do know is that's a beautiful sight. And it's really nice to see Americans coming together from all walks of life. Somebody said, Jeremy sounds like he's sick. Nope. Not sick, just been up since this morning, doing as much as I could possibly do. And, um, you know, I I think I talk a little bit too much. But either way, folks, welcome. You are locked and loaded right here, live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is an honor to be here with you guys every single day of the week. How you doing, Tim from Michigan? Good to see you. I want to give a very special shout-out to Julie Sims. Julie, who lives in in just one town over from me, she goes by the name of JP Mom on here. You've seen her multiple times. Uh, That woman is working so hard for America. That woman is working so hard for freedom. She's working so hard in our state legislature. She's making every school board meeting She's meeting with candidates. She's going to truck, trucker convoy send-offs. The woman is working very hard. And much like I ended the show last night with the story of another Live from America family member getting involved, it's happening everywhere. And I am so very inspired and so very happy to see everybody getting... Um, Hey, Jeremy, you read my comment. Glad he's not sick. I'm so happy to see everybody coming together. And whoever, whoever would have thought, whoever would have thought, ever since uh, 9-11, you've heard people say, we need another catastrophe in this nation in order for us to come together. And that was Joe Biden. God works in mysterious ways. Uh, Geo King said, donate to freedomconvoy.org, also peoplesconvoy.org as well. And it sounds like, folks, they're getting all of their donations And really, they wouldn't even need the donations because everywhere they go, everywhere they stop, everywhere they fuel up, somebody's waiting there to give them fresh food, to give them coffee, to give them words of encouragement, to give them hope, love, laughter, inspiration, whatever. And it's it's such a beautiful thing to see talking to some of these people that have been in this convoy. They'll tell you that it's like a Trump rally everywhere they go, not meaning not meaning the size and the scope but more along the lines of how people are treating each other, like family. Like family, ladies and gentlemen. It's also Pinky's birthday today. Thank you, Eli, for letting me know that before the show. So, you know how we do it here on Live from America when it's somebody's birthday. Her name is Pinky. Can we all join in and say happy birthday together? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Pinky. Happy birthday to you. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, joyous birthday. Um, I'm also very excited because if you were watching The War Room with Steve Bannon before you were watching Live from America, which is what I do when I'm getting ready for my show, 
one thing that stuck out to me more than anything else this morning was Steve Cortez's um, breakdown of Fox News, Sean Hannity, the Rhino Republicans, uh, Kevin McCarthy, and everybody putting their profile pictures as Ukraine and saying, I stand with Ukraine. It was finally nice to see somebody, somebody on the war room vindicate what we've been saying here on Life from America and stand up and say there's a real story here that's going on and it's not the story that you are all being fed every single day. So I am so very, very happy to see. And, and it's not like it's not like a, uh, oh, look at me. We got, the an- we got the answers before everybody else. It's not about that. It's about knowing that we're on the right path, knowing that what I'm doing because of what you guys are allowing me to do and helping me do, and the stories you guys are sending me every day, together, we are ahead of the curve. We are putting out stories three, four days before Fox News does. And it's the truth. It isn't agenda-driven like you're hearing from Hannity lately. And again, I am not a Hannity hater, but I think Hannity equals GOP, old Republican Party. I don't think he's quite grasped yet that his party that he has belonged to for so long and served so well for so many years, he's a legend, has changed. And he's not changed with it yet. And he better get with the times or else he's going to become irrelevant too, which I would not like to see because I think he's a great guy and I think he does good at what he does. I think he's great at what he does. However, folks, this new Republican Party, this MAGA Republican Party is not going anywhere. We're not the Tea Party. And not again, not bashing the Tea Party, But they didn't last very long. This is going to be here forever. This is the new Republican Party. And if you don't like it, grab your passport now and get to stepping. Because this is the way it's going to be. Not because I said so. Because collectively, we've all said so. Amen? All right, let's get to the Lord. This morning's newsletter was titled, It's All About the Small Things. It's all about the small things. And I said this this morning to start out the newsletter. Please do me a favor. And I want you guys to all do me this favor in real time if you could. Okay, this is very important. In real time, if you could just listen and smile. Just smile right now. Everybody who's watching. Even uh, producer Eli. Force a smile. And not just a little smile. A big one. Ready? Here we go. A real one. Think about something that makes you happy. Think about God. Think about joy. Think about the truckers. Whatever it is, smile. There you go. There you go. Now, don't you feel better? Don't you feel a little bit better when you force a smile? What did you think about when you smiled? What made you smile? What did you think about in order to give an actual smile? See, smiling is powerful, folks, just like laughter. Smiling is powerful. It lets our soul know that we are happy, and happiness leads to joy, and joy is the key to life. The little things are really what makes you joyful. Not the big grandeur things, but the small things that we take for granted and some find insignificant. Verse of the day today is Luke 16, 10 and 11. Luke 16, 10 and 11. If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with the greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? We as humans like to impress others with something huge or spectacular or amazing because we want them to take notice. We feel the bigger the present or the bigger the gesture, the better they will feel or the more they will like it. Talk show hosts always want the biggest guests the biggest moments that bring the biggest gasps. However, it's the small things that really count. It's like what we do here on Life from America, helping someone in need to pay a car payment, helping someone in need to pay a mortgage. We'll make God a lot more happy than getting an interview with Donald Trump or throwing the largest birthday party for a friend, or going on the largest and most lavish vacation you could go on. It's the small things that makes God happy. So let's pray today 
that Jesus can keep us humble and wise. In his royal name, we pray. Amen. Now, I'm not done. I'm not done. Before we go to the Lord's Prayer, I've got something else for you. I found this last night. I said, oh, I have to read this to everybody. Here we go. Ten signs that you know you're doing well in life. Now, I want you to all take this and ask somebody in your day, whether it's at work or whether it's a friend or a family member, I want you to take this and I want you to ask somebody, if you were to just give me a few answers, and I said, what are 10 signs that you know you're doing well in life? I'd like to see what they say, because then you hit them with this. Here are 10 signs you know you're doing well in life. Number one, you have a roof over your head. Number two, you ate today. Number three, you have a good heart. Number four, you wish good for others, not yourself. Number five, you have clean drinking water. Number six, someone cares for you. Number seven, you strive to be better every day. Number eight, you have clean clothes to wear. Number nine, you have a dream. And number 10, you're breathing. It's about the small things that we take for granted that really, really, ladies and gentlemen, make a difference, not the big things. And it really puts things into perspective when you read stuff like that. Even though we're going to have $5 gas because we have an illegitimate, unskilled, completely ridiculous leader in Washington, D.C., we understand what we're going to have to go through. We know what's coming. But we can be happy about the small things and get through it together. Amen? All right, here we go. Please remove your hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer all together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wow, this certainly puts things into perspective, says Dom. You are not kidding. $5 gas, we've already have that. Well, we don't have it here yet, but I know some people do. Um, number two, your sins are forgiven. Yes, Sheila, God bless you. You are true. You, that may be number one, right? Forgive us our trespasses. Amen. DH says, number one, you know, Jesus is Lord. You know what? Maybe we should rephrase that and put that as number one. You know what? Maybe we should add 10 more because I think we can. All right, folks, put your cups up. We're going to get right now to the first and foremost section. And we're going to start off the day with some exciting news, first and foremost, for election integrity. The more we fight, the better it is for our future, the better it is for our children. And ladies and gentlemen, the more we fight, the more we take this country back. It's truly a great thing. There is a new fractal voter registration system called FPEIS. And it's now able to detect voter anomalies before an election and after an election. After a decade of frustration over the ERIC system, which we have been trashing lately because we understand what's really going on. After a decade of frustration over the ERIC Voter Information Center, election jurisdictions and other groups have an alternate way to clean registration systems. Everything is bigger in Texas. There is, no, there is now a substitute for the partisan Eric Voter Information Center. Election jurisdictions and other qualified groups now have the alternate cleaning registration system as a group in Texas is successfully exposing the numerous flaws in our voter registration data. They intend to provide views 
of voter registration data from every state while targeting the anomalies. They recognized the lack of access or transparency in the voter rolls is a major problem. It might be the number one problem because those inflated voter rolls allow them to attach names that don't exist. I mean, people that don't exist to names that had existed, that maybe still exist, that have moved on. The voter rolls are a major problem, folks. Some election jurisdictions charge $12,500 to $30,000 for voted voter data. Some provide it for free, daily, weekly, or monthly. More importantly, the new system includes micro apps programmed to look at areas where voter anomalies occur. The team prefers the word anomalies instead of fraud. The speed of the system is stunning and called fractal programming, a tech discussion for another day. But the fractal programming election integrity system, FPEIS, I'll say it one more time for all those who want to write this down and maybe search it for themselves. The fractal programming election integrity system is currently running over 1 billion records of computers or on computers that can fit in your hand called a nuke, N-U-C, weird word, I know. Every record can be accessed, accessed from a PC or a phone at speeds a thousand times faster than a traditional database and even faster, folks, than, you're ever, than you've ever seen before. There are currently 13 states running all current capabilities in the system. Another 14 expect to be live in a handful of weeks. That would be 27 states, folks. The FP team expects to have 3.5 billion records and all, United, all U.S. states in the system by spring. FPEIS is now one of the largest online systems in production. For comparison, it's 10 times the size of the AT&T billing system. The Fractal Programming team are not just technology gurus. They have built some of the world's most sophisticated criminal profiling systems, some used by law enforcement. They are industrial scale, fraud detection experts and profilers. They've worked on massive projects from the TSA to federal health care programs, insurance fraud, even online auction fraud. They have found fraud other teams have missed, including the Federal Bureau of Investigations. They have deep understanding of criminal behavior. They recognize this behavior in our elections will continue until fraudsters are caught and exposed nationally. Numerous states and other election jurisdictions are currently working directly with the FP team. Using the fractal system takes just a few seconds. And for instance, if you wanted to see residencies where six or more voters share the same address, you select the state, then you select the appropriate micro app. These are capsule-shaped buttons with labels. You click the six-plus voters button, and within seconds, the results appear. The address, the addresses with the most registrations are listed first, and some results are just shocking. Others, another click provides a map or a satellite view to learn of an empty lot, like church's chicken and so on. So folks, what this is going to be able to do is it's going to be able to not only function properly, but be maintained, be accessible to all of you, be transparent and be so quick and effective that you'll be able to see voter fraud occurring before the election, during an election, and after the election. It is almost like the ultimate um, tracking program for a voter, a voter registration, a ballot, when it was done, where it was done, what time it was done, And that is exactly what we should have in 2022, being the United States of America. Now, with this comes the ability for more hacking and fraud, just hacking into this system and using this. But if it is run the way it is being sold, and if it's maintained the way that all of these states that are adopting it have already vetted and know that it will be, then this is going to be the future folks, and voting fraud will be caught before an election. 
This is big news, and you're going to want to research this yourself. Again, it is F-P-E-I-S. And it's going to revolutionize voting. It's going to revolutionize voting, and it's going to make sure that this cheating never happens again. You want to know who's against this? You want to know how I know this is true? How I know this is real and valid other than all of the data that I just read to you? is the fact that Democrats don't want it. If a Democrat doesn't want it, you know it must be good because it's not going to allow them to continue to cheat. It's going to hold everybody accountable. Basically, it's going to be a receipt for every real voter. How you doing, Jules? Good to see you. She says, winning, winning, winning. That is what the whole point of that first and foremost section was. Uh, who's running the system? I told you it's, it's the company out of Texas. Uh, if you guys want to do more research on it, there's a heck of a lot more than what I have time to go through with you right now. Uh, but just research it. You'll find it yourself. You'll find out who runs it. It's, it's uh, founded and funded in Texas. Um, and so far, so good. But the long story short, the reason why I wanted to put that in the first and foremost section today was because it's another example of what we've been able to accomplish since November 3rd of 2020. It's another example of everyday average people taking the, the bull by the horns and saying, you know what, we're in charge and we've always been in charge, we just forgot. That's why I said this whole new Republican movement, this MAGA movement, it's not going anywhere because the people are engaged and the only way it would go anywhere is if the people were, would go back to the Stone Age of, I don't know, just five years ago and not be engaged anymore. And this is the Democrats' biggest nightmare, folks, is us being engaged. They will claim racist. (laughs) You're right, Eagle Fight. They will claim racist. Now, moving from that to to an update on Speaker Robin Voss in Wisconsin. Look, yesterday I told you that Robin Voss called an emergency meeting amongst all uh, Republican leaders from all counties based on the report that was released by Justice Michael Gableman. But if you go back to last night's show when I was talking about this, I said, well, I don't know if I trust him. We'll see if he actually does anything. Well, folks, it wasn't even 24 hours, and my inclination was right. He's not going to do anything. As a matter of fact, Speaker Voss is actually putting out talking points to GOP representatives that refute Justice Gableman's report calling for decertification of the 2020 election. Basically, he betrayed Justice Gableman behind his back, and he's the one who appointed him to begin with because he thought he was going to be a good old boy Republican. Long story short, Justice Gableman was not going to be a good old boy Republican. He was going to get the truth out, and rhinos didn't like it. Speaker Voss sent out talking points to GOP representatives in the state regarding Tuesday's explosive report by former state Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman calling for the decertification of the 2020 elections uh, election. Speaker Voss refutes Gableman's report presented to the Wisconsin Senate. Voss hired Gableman to perform the investigation. That's where it's all, that's where he was trying to look like he was doing something. Everything that everybody in Wisconsin told us. He was trying to look like he was doing something, but he really wasn't doing anything. Upon hiring Michael Gableman, there were concerns about whether he would perform a comprehensive investigation. See, Robin Voss thought he would be just another good old boy. Due to limited resources being provided to the, uh, to the former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice. So basically, Voss was pulling the strings or thought he was pulling the strings and didn't realize that Gableman was going to get to everything he got to. Justice Gableman presented the results of his work in front of the Wisconsin Senate uh, earlier this week, and his results were shocking. The former Supreme Court justice presented the case of voter irregularities and felonious fraud, and many topics were discussed. And at the end of the presentation, based on the findings to the date of the investigation still in place, Gableman recommended the state consider decertifying the election. If you're just catching up with all the news of this week, just wanted to recap that for you. This was apparently not what Speaker Robin Voss expected or wanted. And he's produced a memo that was sent out to all GOP represent, uh, representatives in the state with the talking points refuting Justin Gable, Justice Gableman's report. 
in the very first phrase of Speaker Voss's report, he states, quote, the purpose of this report is not to challenge the certification of the presidential election. Back up the truck, you coward, lying scumbag. Back it up. Now, I was going to call Speaker Voss, but actually what I've decided to do is reach out and try to get him on the show officially. I want to actually go through the process in which I'm supposed to. I want to get him on the show, and I've already worked on ways to get to make sure that he at least accepts the invite to come on the show. So we'll see how this goes, but Justice Gableman might even be on as early as tonight. His very opening statement in that stupid talking point was the purpose of this report is not to challenge the certification of the presidential election. As a matter of fact, his very purpose of the report, as far as Voss is concerned, is to go forward and make sure that it doesn't happen in 2022, all while advocating to put drop boxes all over the state. What a scumbag this guy is. Wow, what a loser he is. But it's okay because now he's got somebody running against him. Now he's got somebody running against him. Voss refutes Gableman's call to decertify the 2020 election results and stabbed uh, Gableman in the back in the process. Also of note, Gableman made it clear that the Wisconsin Election Commission, the WEC, WEC, needs to be dismantled But for some reason, Voss did not agree with this. Voss says it needs to stay in put or stay put because some things just need to be updated. The WEC performs the work that secretaries of states perform in other states. Below are the talking points Voss shared with GOP representatives on Wednesday. And he's got the whole, I've got the entire talking point right here. I'm looking at it all. I'm not going to read through the whole thing because I've already told you a summary of it. But Speaker Voss is no friend of integrity, ladies and gentlemen. And the truth of the 2020 election in Wisconsin will come out one way or another to the general public. We all know it, but it will come out to the general public. And these people will no longer be able to hide. We see them right now. Look, folks, let me just let me just say something real quick. Kind of kind of offbeat. I got sent a message on Instagram two days ago from a friend of mine, an old friend of mine, who said, have you seen everything that's going on in Ukraine and Russia? And I said, yeah. And they said, why am I just now finding out about this? I said, what? Then about an hour later, another person sent me a message and said, hey, have you covered this trucker convoy at all? And I said, yeah, why? And they're like, oh, I just got sent this pictures of this trucker convoy. I didn't know we were doing it here in the United States. You and I know all of this stuff because we live it every day. The majority of people don't even know that we have a trucker convoy headed to D.C. Because no news station, including Fox, will spend any time on the real issues of what's going on. They only want to tell you to stand with Ukraine or Biden bad or Trump bad. That's all you hear. Biden bad, Trump bad, stand with Ukraine. A majority of people don't even know what the heck is going on. I had to be like, seriously, you didn't know there was a trucker convoy? Seriously, you didn't know that there was a conflict going on in Russia and with Russia and Ukraine? You didn't know? No, I didn't know. I'm like, well, that's all over the news. But a majority of people don't know anything. It's scary. People say, why do you do two shows a day? That's one of the reasons right there. And I find it odd, folks. We used to get, of course, when we were on Facebook, we'd have like 30,000 live viewers. But even when we first came to Rumble, remember we were getting like eight, 9,000 viewers on Rumble alone? But people lose everything that's going on in their everyday lives. And I get it. Maybe people did it on purpose. Maybe people are saying, hey, I'm just sick and tired of it. But we have to get the message out there. When I say share, it's not because I want to see more views. It's because I want to see more of the message getting out, you know? That's why I do two shows a day, because there's just so much to get out. But Speaker Voss is a loser. Now, there has been some leaked emails 
because of FOIA requests, another thing, we finally got some emails, folks, of contents and conversations between Wisconsin state officials and leftist activists. And the results of some of these are truly amazing because what they're doing is they're instructing them on how to cure ballots, change ballots that they feel there's a mistake on. They're basically coaching them on how to do election fraud. We have the trail. Do you know what we don't have? DAs, district attorneys, or attorney generals in those states willing to do anything. That's the problem. That's the problem. Like, I always thought that a sheriff could arrest somebody and bring charges up on them. But unless you have the support of the DA or the AG, you don't have anything. That's scary. See if we can bring some of these up here. Uh, Bring up that first email. There you go, right there. All right, check this out. Send manuals showing how to fix ballots from Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, a New York lawyer for National Vote at Home, to Claire Woodall Vogue. We've talked about her so much. Send the procedures manual and any instructions for ballot reconstruction. I'd appreciate that. By Monday, I'll have our edits on the absentee voter instructions. They're literally changing and curing ballots, which we know, but we have the emails showing that they're basically committing, they're, they're committing fraud. They're committing fraud, and they're not only committing fraud, they're teaching people how to do it. Teaching people how to do it and trading the correspondence in email. Here we go. Here's another one. Pop that over, please. Again, from Michael Spitzer Rubenstein to Claire Woodall Vogue. It's okay, if it's okay with you, They'd also like the, uh, to rec- record the screen share. Would you or someone else on your team be able to screen share of Wisconsin vote so that we can see the process for an export voter files? Are you kidding me? An attorney in New York is getting screenshots and exporting voter data so they can cure them. We're hoping there's an easier way to get the data out of WizVote than you having to manually export it every day of the week. (laughs) A lot of this, most of this was in Justice Gableman's report. (laughs) Here's another one. Bring that up. From Michael Spitzer to Claire again. As a reminder... Here's what I'll need. Number one, number of ballot preparation teams. Number two, number of returned ballots per ward. Number three, number of outstanding ballots per ward. Quote, we are just looking for raw data. The end result of this data will be some formulas, algorithms, and reports that cross-reference information about ballots and census data. Why is a New York lawyer getting access to this stuff? We need answers to questions like what percentage of ballots are unreturned in areas with predominantly minorities. Really? Why? Why? To do that, we need a clear link between address plus census tract. To accomplish this, we were making calls to the census API. They allow you to pass it in an address and get the census tract. That solution works, but it's far too slow. So you have this lawyer for National Vote at Home Institute demanding that Wisconsin election officials send them data that belongs to Wisconsin voters and the state of Wisconsin so that they can use this data to manipulate it, to manipulate and cure votes, teach other people how to do it, and continue to push for a national vote at home. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And you know, the general public would never know about this unless I did this or other people like Justice Gableman did this. A majority, I'll tell you this, nobody would know about it if it wasn't for Real America's Voice News. Jeremy, please open your eyes. The Dems are way ahead of us. They will steal it again, and we will say, wow, I didn't think they would do it again. Well, the problem is, uh, Patty, is that there's... When you think like the Republicans thought 
on November 3rd, 2020. They thought as conspiracy, they thought as, I know this is going to happen, but I don't have the proper proof to stop it. But just be on the lookout. And Republicans were very lazy with putting poll watchers in place, having lawyers on the ground and doing what they did in Virginia to make sure that they won. But now that we think proactively and we think about, okay, they're going to steal the election, you think you have experts now. Now we have experts on the ground and we have experts within our teams who are literally coming up with every possible way you could steal an election and getting ahead of it before the Democrats can do it. So there's only... There's, there, there's not an infinite way to steal, ways to steal elections. There's a finite way of stealing elections. Now, I agree with you. They are ahead of us on certain issues. But as far as being able to steal a national election again, you would have to be ahead of us on like five to ten different ways of stealing the election like they did the last time. And I just personally don't see that being able to happen. That's, that's the way I look at it. That's why I'm fighting for the election security laws every day. Of course, they're going to try to do it again. Question is, who's going to be smarter and who's going to be able to have the upper hand this time? And if we continue to push these rhinos out and putting these real Republicans like you, like myself, I don't think they've got a chance. But I do. I do definitely believe that they're trying. And I and I definitely enjoy the conversation back and forth. Mike Lindell will be on Pete Santilli later tonight. That's good news. Pete's a good friend of mine. And, and, and Mike's great. Mike's been doing a wonderful job. But anytime he's doing media rounds, it means he's got something to say. So I'll reach out and get Mike Lindell back on Live from America as well. Can you guys do me a favor and do a big round of sharing three quarters of the way through the show now? I'd appreciate that. All right, we're going to move on because we, uh, we do have some news coming out of the FDA. Remember when the FDA wanted to release the records of the process in which they and Pfizer worked together to get their, uh, the, the experimental vaccine approved? emergency use and then complete use well that was going to take 75 years of course a judge stepped in and said no you got to produce 50 50,000 pages a month fda and pfizer worked together again which is completely ridiculous and should be illegal to make that uh to, to, to stop that from happening well long story short it's going to continue to go forward but they have about three months where they only have to produce 10,000 pages a month for whatever stupid reason that they got the judge to agree to it i don't know Either way, the first 10,000 pages did come out. And in those first 10,000 pages of documents related to the experimental COVID-19 vaccine through the FOIA request, it shows that all of the animal studies were so bad when it came to adverse effects. And those studies were never put out to the public. Nobody knew about those studies. Nobody knew about the results of those studies or the... um, what it was doing to these animals. A Texas Northern District Judge, Mark Pittman, made the decision to release the documents after the group behind the FOIA FOIA request filed the joint status report. The FDA originally asked for 75 years. Pittman cut that down. And here we are today, folks, where we've got the first batch out. And in the first batch, released um, on Monday, yep, it was released on Monday, what it shows is... Let me get the right numbers up here. Check this out. 21 male and 21 female rats were dosed initially with 100 UG mRNA. But when all rats experienced adverse events, the, dro- the dose dropped to 50 UG. Now, every rat, 21 out of 21 male and 21 out of 21 female, experienced adverse reactions. In the 100 UG group, all rats experienced a 7% reduction in body weight. One of the 21 rats, 5%, started declining with irregular respiration. Well, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Now, you can read the entire study and the other documents posted on their websites, FDA, uh, the FDA website and the PHMPT website. And it's, it's, it's 10,000 pages, so I'm not going to go through it. But long story short, the majority of the animals that were tested on all showed massive problems, irregular respiration, adverse reactions, rashes, body, uh, a, lo- a loss of body weight, 
uh, dysphoria. All to all, I'm just reading uh, some of the rats started hunching over and not being able to walk straight. Hypersensitive to noise stimulus. I mean, it's just incredible. Animal uh, 021M was humanely killed and the diagnostic necropsy, uh, necropsy carried out showed one finding in the liver, prominent lobular architecture. Additionally, animals 19 and 20, 19 male and 20 male, were hunched from approximately 30 H post-dose onwards. There's a lot of medical terms in here as far, as far as size of vials and stuff that they were given that I just don't know. It's not anything that, I, that I'm an expert at. Long story short, moral of the story, they had every reason in the world not to approve this, and they approved it anyway. Like I said, God's working in mysterious ways. You cannot beat God. And we're going to get to the bottom of November 3rd, coronavirus, the vaccines, the approval, who worked together. We're going to continue to follow the money. And when our time comes, whether it's 2022, 2023, 2030, when our time comes, everyone will be held responsible. Everyone. And I'm going to dedicate my entire life to doing this to make sure that that happens. Now, I do got some good news, so we're going to move on to some good news for a change. We're, we're doing a lot of winning that the mainstream media is not talking about when it comes to beating and defeating bad legislation. So we're going to get into two of those right now. I just need a drink real quick. And you wonder why you haven't heard from Fauci lately. Remember what I said the other day? Where is he? Where's Fauci? I haven't heard a peep from that guy in a month. Where is he? He's not on any talk show. He's not on any news station. He's not with the president. He's not giving any kind of updates on anything. He's just gone like COVID. Out with COVID and Fauci goes too, I guess. Where the hell is he? We need to find him. All right. Senate Republicans struck down a Biden, the, the Biden healthcare worker vaccine mandate. So we already know that when the Supreme Court said that uh, workplaces with 100 or more employees did not have to be vaccinated, they kind of left the the, uh, the nurses screwed, right? So then it started going back down to uh, different courts of appeals. I believe it was the Fifth and the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Long story short, the CMS vac- worker vaccine mandate has really alienated healthcare workers. So they wanted to try to get it in through legislation so that it became law that anybody working in healthcare had to be vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine because if it went through legislation and became law, then the Supreme Court would not really be able to do anything because they vote or they rule based on laws, okay? So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The Senate Republicans struck down Biden's healthcare worker vaccine mandate in a 49 to 44 vote. Under the Congressional Review Act, six Democrat senators missed the vote yesterday and the effort will die in the Democratic controlled House. And Saki already said Biden will use his veto power. Senate Republicans on Wednesday voted to strike down President Biden's vaccine mandate targeting health care workers in a rebuke of the administration. Senators voted 49 to 44, approving the GOP effort to nix the rule a vote they were able to force under the Congressional Review Act. Though no Democrat senators with the Republicans or voted with the Republicans to nix the rule, GOP senators were able to get it through the Senate because the Democrat absences. Sometimes it's nice when these losers wake up and decide to be lazy. Six Democrats, six Democratic senators missed the vote. The mandate was rolled out by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which sought to require the COVID-19 vaccine for healthcare workers at providers that participate in Medicare and Medicaid, but that was struck down. So can I get an amen? Now, I know they're going to continue to fight it. I know the Democrats are, con- are going to continue to fight it again, put it in another bill, bring it to the, ho- to the floor again. But for now, can we go back to the, verse of the, the, uh, the uh, newsletter this morning? It's the little wins. It's the little things. And they all add up to the big wins. So can we please, ladies and gentlemen, at least enjoy the little wins once in a while? 
the little wins once in a while. But we've got another one, and this is even a bigger win. And, folks, I did not think that it would be possible, but it happened again. Senator Joe Manchin sides with America against his Democrat colleagues, and he decides to vote pro-life in a bill that would have federalized abortions and made it literally impossible for your state or my state to enforce any more abortion laws that would stop the senseless killing of our babies. Can I get another amen? This is a massive win. The Senate voted to block a Democrat bill that would enshrine abortion as Supreme Court is now considering making a ruling against Roe v. Wade. That's what that's all signs point to Roe v. Wade being over. But until it actually is, the Democrats are trying to federalize the abortions to make it illegal for your state to try to save babies. And Senator Joe Manchin joined the Republican Senate colleagues in voting to block the bill that would protect abortion rights in this country, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get another amen? Is Joe Manchin not coming through for the United States of America? God uses the most unlikely characters to do it, ladies and gentlemen, but he did it, and that is perfect, beautiful, good news to my ears because I've always said it, the most important thing to me is to make sure that we get God's blessing and God's love and his mercy back, and the only way to do that is to kill abortions and not babies. So let's go ahead and give it to him. He deserves it. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Manchin gets the Smarty Award of the Day for saving babies. Look, Joe Manchin comes from a very pro-life state. He would have been absolutely tarred and feathered if he would have voted to allow abortions to be federalized and to stop states from imposing their own rights or their own limits on children's uh, murdering babies. So big shout out to Manchin. Big shout out to Manchin on that one. I did not expect that at all. Bravo, sir. Bravo. So at least for now, we're going to continue to fight Roe v. Wade and hopefully get it overturned in the Supreme Court. Now, moving on, I've got a couple more stories and I want to get through them. The January 6th Unselect Committee Rat Pack, led by Liz Cheney, the yellow Teletubby, and her little lapdog action figure Adam Kinzinger, have now put out a statement that says, okay, you ready for it, guys? They got him again. Ho, ho, ho. They got him again. Apparently. Yeah, right. Trump may have engaged in criminal conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election. (laughs) Folks, they're going to do whatever they can to keep this alive. They're going to do whatever they can to keep this alive. It appears that Liz Cheney and the Marxists on the January 6th panel are gearing up to ask the federal prosecutors to charge Trump. Of course, if he's charged, that makes it look like they can charge him with anything they want, and they will. Believe me, before anything happens with President Trump coming back, he'll have to fight something in court. He'll have to fight criminal charges in court because even if they can criminally charge him, that is talking points for months and months and months on CNN. They will try to do to him what they're doing to the January 6th political prisoners, and they will try to deny him a right to a speedy trial. They will try to drag it on as long as they can so that he can't run for anything. This is their plan anyway. Okay? The January 6th committee on Wednesday said Trump may have engaged in criminal conduct to overturn the 2020 election. Quote, evidence and information available to the committee establishes a good faith belief Belief, ladies and gentlemen, so that's opinion, not fact. They're putting it right in their statement that Mr. Trump and others may have, see how they use their words, engaged in criminal or fraudulent acts. The committee said in a court filing yesterday, the select committee has also a good faith for concluding that the president and members of his campaign engaged in criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States, the filing said. The filing was submitted in federal court in Los Angeles, of all places, 
of a legal fight with John Eastman, a lawyer who represented Trump. Eastman sued the January 6th panel in December in an effort to block subpoenas seeking emails. The court filing included some emails from Eastman to Greg Jacob, a lawyer for Mike Pence. He says, thanks to your BS, we are now under siege. Pence's lawyer, Greg Jacob, said in an email to Eastman. The siege is because you and your boss did not do what was necessary to allow this to be aired in a public way so that American people can see for themselves what happened, Eastman replied, according to emails obtained by the panel. Even after this exchange, Eastman made one final plea to convince Pence to stop the counting of electoral votes, acknowledging it would amount to a relatively minor violation of the federal law known as the Electoral Count Act. Quote, plaintiff knew what he was proposing would violate the law, but he nonetheless urged the vice president to take those actions the committee wrote in the filing. Chair Benny Thompson and Vice Chair Liz Cheney said in a statement later yesterday that their fact-finding strongly suggested that Dr. Eastman's emails may show that he helped Donald Trump advance a corrupt scheme to obstruct the counting of Electoral College ballots and a conspiracy to impede the transfer of power. Ladies and gentlemen, bum, 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 bum. this will go absolutely nowhere the same way everything that they do goes nowhere and for this and rightfully so they get it once again these dumb losers who wake up every day thinking they're going to take down trump but aren't even going to be able to take down anybody ever anywhere they get the dumb dumb award come on man (laughs) we did it we did it joe the dumb dumb award of the day boom boom there you go the stupid January 6th unselect committee, folks. Why they think they're ever going to get him, I don't know, but that's not, their, that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to get him. They're trying to make him look absolutely horrible. Now, I do have one more piece of good news before we go out with a smile on your face, and that is a judge has blocked New York Attorney General Letitia James' bid to put the NRA out of business. This is the second major loss that this loser has gotten by a court in the last week. A Manhattan judge on Wednesday blocked Letitia James's bid to shut down the NRA. The judge, however, allowed James's lawsuit accusing Wayne LaPierre, LaPierre and other top executives for funneling millions of dollars from the NRA to continue. That's at least the allegation. But the long story short, folks, her bid to completely squash the NRA and completely get rid of it, the judge says you're not going to be able to do that. That's against the Constitution. You should know that. You're an attorney general. Too bad she's not a good one. Now, I want to leave you with this video because we all saw Joe Biden walk across the the, uh, White House lawn heading to Marine One the other day, completely masked up by himself, alone, looking old, frail, looking like he's lost, wearing his mask so proudly, but even though going to the uh, state of the confusion... Uh, with, uh, without a mask, the guy has completely lost his mind. But somebody put something together very simple, very simple that I want you to watch. They put together this video of him walking to Marine One by himself across the lawn, looking like a loser, looking so pathetic to the, to the other world leaders who are going to invade every other country around them based on the optics from this guy. And they just put some very simple editing in words that he was walking by. I think you'll like this. Here we go. Play the clip. Mr. President, are you worried about nuclear war? Now, while this isn't good for us, look at that. Ukraine, Hunter Biden smoking crack, inflation, schools closed, Afghanistan, shipping crisis, you know, the thing, $5 gas. While none of that is good for us, what is good for us, ladies and gentlemen, is the world is starting to see how much of a joke not only he, but the party that he represents really is. And they will literally lose 100 seats. 
and their party will be completely destroyed for the rest of time. That's what I truly believe, and I truly believe that that was the work that you guys have done for the last year, year and a half. Now, real quick, folks, I want to show everybody because I've been getting asked. I don't know why people just don't go to the website, but I'll do it for you. Here we go. There is the quickest way to see all the new items on the store. Just go to jeremyherald.com, and they're right on the front page. We're getting more items up today, more new Armor of God gear. It's been one heck of a time trying to get up our inventory, but we're finally getting there. We've got a lot of stuff representing America, representing the Constitution, and representing God Almighty. So check that out on jeremyherald.com. Guys, that's it. My voice is losing. I'm I'm losing my voice. I'm going to go, and I'm going to do a – I got a whole bunch of work to do today, so I'm going to try to get that done try to book some good guests, including Michael Gableman, to get him on the show to talk and hear from the horse's mouth what's really going on. So there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Uh, Folks, I'll be live again tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America as we record for Real America's Voice News. I will see you then. Thank you for all the donations. Thank you for all the rumble rants. Keep your families close. Keep that smile on your face. Spread the gospel and spread joy. See you later.